self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing. We are Conversation Con Artists. What's going on, people? It's your boy, Mr. On Point. And I am Calamity Red. And we are Conversation Con Artists, back for another wonderful, fantastic episode. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And on a TikTok at A to B talking and A to B eating. And I can be found on Instagram at red underscore calamity. If you have a question, comment, Reddit letter that you would like for us to respond to on the show, you can send it to our uh, Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com. Or you can find us on the aforementioned uh, social media, but we have a guest today. We have a guest with his own uh, in-person listener letter. You and uh, and Michael probably have competed for who done sent us the most listener letters. We ain't keeping no number up or nothing like that, but I feel like you up there because you done had more meat puns and meat topics <laughs> to get rid of this face than, um, than anything else. So Colin is with us today, y'all. What's going on, man? Yeah, you know, same old. So getting getting into the summer month. So we were talking. We had a little during that little pre-show, talking about the weather a little bit, and you know, we also did talk about the meat pun to the listener letter. I already called Red today. So I'm, <laughs> I'm just gonna go if we if we go through the notes. I'm not gonna do that to the people yet. So I'm gonna keep that keep that one in the pre-show. No, what? No, they if I had to suffer, they should suffer too. Okay, then they're gonna suffer then. That's they're good. So but um yeah, happy to be here as always. So we can get started talking about stuff whenever you are All right. Uh run it up. Colin, what Colin about to do is give us a little insight to his thoughts from the last, you know, whatever episodes and we're gonna run that conversation before we get into the Reddit letters from Red. Yeah, it's gonna be quick because I know I want to talk about that, and I know we got some some other you know stuff to talk about with like the AI and some other. I want to talk about Reddit and third party API stuff too. So, gotcha. Um, but yeah, so all right, so the first one was for episode three thirteen, and as I was saying before, uh, y'all were talking about the new Zelda game on the Switch, which is great. Spent way too much time playing that. Lately, or maybe not enough time, if you ask me. It's a, <laughs> Zelda has always been my all-time favorite game franchise. So I have played and beaten every single one, including uh, the bootleg versions that were on, like, I think it was like, it used to be like some game console called the CDI or something like that, like way back mm-hmm. in the day. There were some bootleg Zelda games. I even, I even found those through emulation back when I was a teenager, played through those too. So, but How far into the game are you? Um, so the thing about Zelda, as you were saying before, is I've probably been playing it for over 50 hours, I think, and I've only done one temple, the wind temple, because every time I'm out there walking around or riding my horse or something, I'll see something and be like, oh, I want to go check that out, and then I go check it out, and then I'm like, wait, I think I was supposed to be going to the water temple? Oh, well, I'll get to that. I'll, I'll do that after this, and then you yeah. do that, then you see a shrine, you're like, ooh. Let me knock out that shrine real quick, and then do that. Then you come out the shrine, and you're looking in the in the, the periscope or the what is it, binoculars. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, well, let me try to get to that shrine over there too. So it, next thing you know, you done been playing for four hours, and you got a bunch of stuff done, but also got nothing done. So yeah. that's 
that's why I like so yeah, twenty five percent through I think there's four temples, so technically, but I've been playing it for probably like I think I think I was looking at like over over forty five hours on my switch or something like that. So yeah. But yeah. a lot of fun. Um and that's where this letter comes from, which was the legend of positivity, meat of the king. It was for episode three thirteen. So phenomenal name. So <laughs> but this was the episode where I just wrote because I don't remember the exact details, but there was a, a letter about a twenty year old who was living at home and like leaving the nest or something like that. And I think you all were saying that like it's really important to let kids be kids as long as possible. Um, I definitely agree with that. Um, talking about like I think he's talking about like finances and stuff too. Um, that may have been, was that the one where the parent was like making them pay a maybe parenting fee or that some shit. That was like I remember listening to that too, and I was like, this is, dumb. this is some of the dumbest shit that I've ever heard. Not as dumb as that submarine which we're gonna talk about today. <laughs> but, um, I just said I try to teach my, you know, I'm, I'm gonna try to teach my little boy like finances the same way one day, and like uh, just, I wrote like if they have to pay for something that I'm going to try to be able to save like what they pay. Like if I loan him some money or like something else, right? Try to like when he pays back or otherwise like save it. And then when he's done, kind of like give it back and be like, now see, this is this is why it's important to save money because you can you basically reward yourself with like, a way to like try to like as a surprise, obviously, like, mm-hmm. not up front, but like after you get done paying it, then you get it refunded or if he saves a certain amount to buy a car when he's 16 and then you know I can match the savings and be like this is why it's important to say this is the type of reward that you get from making sure that you're taking care of your responsibilities as like a teaching moment so that was that one um oh now I was going to say on point if you don't want no kids man you need to get that sniff that the second um, minimal discomfort um this is what I, that's, that's what I wrote Easy procedure, minimal discomfort, no worries. That's what I wrote. So that was a 10 out of 10 medical experience, probably the best medical experience I've had in my whole life. Um, and I know that my financial future is secure. I know that my mental health and my sanity is secure because my son is almost four, which means he is maybe not almost out of diapers because that's a whole thing right now with him. But, um, you know, like, if you, you know, like, Talking about that, by the way, if anybody out there is a parent listening to this, talking about potty training kids. If when you ask your kid, do you want to try to go pee pee in the toilet? And he is capable of pausing for a second, putting his little hand on his little chin, and saying, um, maybe next time. It's time to potty train, my man. Like, you ain't, <laughs> you. Like, you already know what you need to do. You know exactly what a toilet is for. I'm not allowed to flush my own toilet when he's around. He has, he, 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 he doesn't wait. I, I read once to flush, I want to flush the toilet. Like, so you know how about how all this stuff works. But when it's time for you to put your waste in the toilet, suddenly all of a sudden it's, oh, maybe next time. <laughs> like, one time he was running around after a bath, because that's what he, something he likes to do, he likes to try to run away. So he's running around, no clothing on. He comes back to me, Daddy, I need I, I, I need a diaper. I said, Well, you gotta go you gotta go pee pee? He's like, Yeah. I said, got the toilet, baby. Which by also he has peed in the toilet several times before. So this is like this is not like a 
completely foreign concept to him. Same thing. Oh, no, no, maybe next time. I'm like, what do you mean, maybe next time? Like, you, <laughs> so you say all that. You're potty trained. You're just, you're just making a choice to, like, control something that you want to control. So it's all good. So I just keep, all I do is, like, he says that, and I'm like, all right, man, maybe next time. And then one day, maybe the next time he'll just decide that's it. And then, you know, so that's what he did about wearing pants and shorts. He, he didn't want to wear shorts when it was hot outside. It could be an intentional desire for control. It could be an unintentional desire for closeness <laughs> and affection in terms of somebody taking care of him to take it off and change it and stuff. Oh, no, he don't like that. Oh, he, he, like he changed his own diaper? He don't want well, I change him, but he... Oh, kinda, he don't like that. Okay. Trying to tell me how to do it. Like, that's a, oh. you know, okay, make sure you're gentle. Don't wipe too hard. Blah, blah. I'm like, all right, man, look, if you could say all that, you'd be behind on the toilet. And then, you know. That would be creepy to me. And then be talking yeah, about it, it is when he has a, a, when he poops, he'd be talking about, like, ooh, that's a lot of yucky poo poo. I'm like, yeah, man, if you, if you sit on the toilet, then you don't have to, <laughs> you don't have to, we can skip this part. Like, so, yeah, but he's funny, man. He, he, kids are funny as hell. But, so that was that. I was like, you know, and like I said, uh, it was great. Great procedure. 10 out of 10. Doctor out here. They, they actually, uh, their website is www.drsnip.com. <laughs> it's pretty fun. So, the only thing I didn't like, he like, he wanted to look at your back testing when they, when like he was doing the procedure to snip it. Like, no, man, I don't want to look at that. Put that back. I don't want to look. Just tell me when it's over. Like, no. <laughs> you know. But um, yeah, Zelda. So the games that we're playing, we're talking about that Zelda. Um, I'm 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 back and forth on Diablo Four. I haven't bought it yet. So I I got a couple of people that that play it, but uh, I'm thinking thinking about it. So and then I bought. I was showing y'all about the ROG Ally recently, which is like a handheld PC. I think I can get Diablo Four on that, and I think it's crossplay. So maybe that's what I'll do. So I have something to to play on that and. I can take it on the road when I travel a lot. Uh, all right, episode three fifteen letter was Colin GPT was going to be the title of that one. So everybody, okay. everybody hype about the chat GPT. Um, am I the asshole? There's a guy in a relationship, the young physical therapist who lost her job. Fuck that guy. Um, that that was like a I, I couldn't believe he was like, and I agree with you. He sounds like he's somebody who comes from some sort of like probably some oil money or something like that. Who somehow thinks that like if you're not pulling in six figures immediately that you're like a failure at life? I was that was like a I can't believe this was it was it her no it was him that was posting like am I the asshole? I'm like mm -hmm. yeah man. And by the time this podcast goes out, or by the time I finish listening to this podcast, I hope you left you because you sound like you sound like a dickhead. Mm -hmm. The teacher with the past, she had this did some modeling photos. I'm yeah. mad at everybody on that one, man. Not the teacher. I'm the only person I'm not mad at is the teacher, because we in this world we talk. Uh, also, I want to talk about Zion Williamson, but um, <laughs> we in this world like you know speaking of like sex work, sex sex positivity, sex work, right? We, we're trying to modernize that in the United States since we're apparently still living in the Stone Age when it comes to that type of stuff. And like you know, if somebody's chosen that, which also by the way, uh, uh, modeling, nude or otherwise, just photos, pretty lightweight. Work, all right, so it was like that's the part where I'm like I'm mad at everybody about this, especially mad at the school board for firing somebody over something that you didn't even know about otherwise, unless somebody was out here snitching. So, um, 
and then the you know hope she left his ass too like so um let's see so that's about it those are the only ones from those um yeah so okay we can get into it. i know red got some some good ones so you always got the good ones i'm ready i was listen i was gonna say that like yeah i don't play zelda I'm not gonna play Zelda after I've seen some of them puzzles that y'all asses be doing on that game. I ain't playing that shit. <laughs> That's it's what just, makes it fun. I feel like you have to have a history of Zelda puzzles to look at a puzzle today and be like, "Oh yeah, I can do that." I looked at that puzzle and was like, "Ain't no way in hell I'm finna be trying to figure this shit out y'all doing." But TikTok be showing videos and I be watching the impossible shit they do. And I told Red that I saw a Gleok and. At first, Red said, but I don't fuck with no Gleox. And then she eventually said, I beat a Gleox. And I was like, I saw a video of a dude that said, I'm going to defeat this Gleox before I hit the ground, <laughs> which he did. And I was like, overachieving ass. But the last video I saw, oh, another thing is, I saw a video of a guy put together like 10 of them different like machines with the four wheels on it and made a transformer looking thing. And it was just yeah. shooting lasers out at people or something like that. People I'm like, okay, so I didn't know you could do shit like this. But the last video I saw that would have irritated me is this dude spent 30 minutes flying up as high as you can to get to the highest point on the game. And he got up there, and when he got above the point, he jumped off of it. The thing flew, hit the thing that he was trying to jump on, hit him, knocked him back, and he fell all the way down. I was like, bro, that the kind of shit that will make me cut the game off and not play it no more. That that's what will happen with that. Because that's what happened with Final Fantasy VII for me. <laughs> Something happened in that game and I broke I broke the disc by accident, but um, but I broke it. But yeah. I mean, even if you have a cause because the mechanics are a little bit different, even if you played like Breath of the Wild, make like you didn't make these machines and stuff like that. You didn't have that ability. Right. So like that's new. And everybody's having to like newly figure out how to do that because for the longest time I kept forgetting I had like some of the new powers that would help me, mm-hmm. and I like did shit much harder because I forgot I can use certain powers. But um, yeah, the glee I still say fuck Gleox, but I I can kill them now because I know what to do. But still fuck them because they're trash. Them and the Lionels. Lionels are trash as well. Yeah, I was going to say, Breath of the Wild, those were my bane in my existence. The they going to still be your bane. They yeah. Them things were no joke, man. And, like, there was one that was reasonably easy to defeat kind of toward the beginning of the last mm-hmm. game. But anytime I'd be, like, exploring, and I'd be like, man, there's, like, nothing around here. <laughs> and then you'd be walking, and then you see that fucking centaur standing off in the distance. I'd be like, no, let me go ahead and nope. turn Yep. <laughs> Even though I know he's gonna drop some fire loot, I'm like, nope. Let me go ahead and just turn my ass around. I'm not about to get my ass beat. All 22 of my stars gone in one hit. I ain't doing that. So, yeah. or 22 of my heart. What's the longest fight y'all been in on the game? It took me about 45 minutes to beat a line out once. Like 45 real life minutes. Hell no. Trying to dodge, trying to make sure I could try to pick just arrows, ran out of arrows, you know what I mean? Trying to pick up sticks, <laughs> weapons done broke, like, you know, all sorts of stuff. I get you. Probably about 45 minutes. Actually, so I'm not, I have Diablo 
but I'm just into Zelda, so I've like I've only played very briefly Diablo and went back to Zelda, so I gotta I gotta get a a, a big den in Zelda I think before I'm gonna really wanna play Diablo. But um, without giving spoilers, there is a place in the game I'm not gonna say where it is where you end up needing to fight five Lionels. Hell no. And I didn't know. <laughs> I just wandered up to this place and um Absolutely. I, and well and I didn't know it was five. So I beat the first one. I was like, bitch, that's right. And then another one came and I was like, okay. And then I beat that one. And then a third one came. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Where did I where, how? How did I get over <laughs> And but then I could have left, but I was like, no, fuck that. Cause I'm thinking the third one was gonna be the last one, right? So like go back in, beat the third one. A fucking fourth one. I was like, you know what? But I did. I beat all five of them. It it probably took me 45 minutes to an hour. But I was so livid. And I my poor dog. <laughs> he he he'll like randomly decide he wants some attention, and he was like sniffing at my arm. And I was like, get the fuck off of me! I gotta be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um. That was probably the longest battle because one I didn't know. I mean, I didn't realize how many of them it was going to be, uh, and I don't think the reward that you get for finishing that. I don't think it's worth it. I'm just say that it was not. Fuck the drops from the Lionels were cool, but the reward for like beating the five Lionels, I was pissed. I was like, this is it. <laughs> I just spent an hour of my life doing this shit, and this is all I got to show for it. So yeah. Lionels are terrible. You should try it at one point. It's fun. It's fun. It's the only game I've played in recent memory too, and mostly because I've like been playing them forever. But I, it's the right now. I'm kind of like with Red on it a little bit. Like it's the only game I'm really enjoying playing right now. I play a lot of Destiny on my PlayStation. And I have for mm-hmm. now ten years. Now the game's been like kind of like World of Warcraft style, like community for like ten years, and like it's become a little bit of a slog lately. It's not not as fun anymore. Um, whereas when I play Zelda, I feel like I'm ten years old all over again. It's a lot of fun. So. That's what's up. I'm I, I'm watching it. <laughs> I don't know what would make me pick it up. Um, I think I'm, if you, know, you actually played it, you would enjoy it. And it is one of those games where like you can go in and say, "I'm gonna do this," but it's like I can't. I don't even want to know what it would be like if I actually had ADHD. Cause that game gives you ADHD, like ooh shiny, ooh over there, ooh like it just. Cause there's so much. Design it like that on purpose, right? Kind of like to get you like, but it's really like, like it's it's truly the only game I've played in a long time. Where you see a mountain in the distance and you can climb that shit all the way to the top, like and it might take you, you know, maybe not in real life mountain climbing time, but in video game mountain climbing time, like it's gonna take you, you gonna find that it's gonna take you to get up to the top of that mountain. You know what I mean? And there might be something up there. That's the other thing too. It's not like other games where you go off in the distance or see some little island floating in the ocean out there and be like, man, if I can make it, I wonder if I'll find that island if I make it over there. It might be some good shit on that island when you get there. That's the other part too. So it sounds like that that's a game that has found a good balance between giving you reasons to explore yeah. and challenging that exploration. Because if you're mm-hmm. looking over here like, ooh. 
possibility of having a good enough outcome that they all are potentially worth exploring. Now, I like when games find that balance uh, because some games, like Uncharted or some shit, like Uncharted, they be having treasures all over the place and they don't fucking do shit except give right. the people who like to collect all the shit in the game something to do, you know? And so after like the first act or two, you be like, these shits don't do shit. It don't give me no levels. It don't make me. It don't help nothing. So in some games where you find out, I'm not, I'm not going to collect shit in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn does a good job at the collectibles. They equal something. Like, but you got to get all of them. And that's that. My problem is I'm not a completionist. I don't give a fuck about getting all of nothing. Um, but I in uh in this one I play the DLC and the main game together. And so in the DLC, I went to collect everything because I was like, it's just a small DLC. I mean, it, they ain't gonna make it hard to get everything, right? And it wasn't as easy as it should have been. But I'm proud of myself for collect getting all the collectibles on that, which I never do. But it was worth it because I got some shit that I, I wasn't gonna get no other way. <laughs> <laughs> but um, kids too. Red, what what you gonna do? What you gonna do when that's your child that's want that that want that attention and you just defeated four linos and trying to figure it finish? We have this. You feel like, like you feel. I don't know. Like the the version of you, if you have kids, the version of you that we have now, it, it it's gonna be vastly. I feel like it's gonna be vastly different. It will be. Like, it has to be. <laughs> yeah. Like, again, because we've talked about this before, Remy has no fucking clue what I'm saying. And even when I was like, get off me, he was still like, like I'm trying to play with him. <laughs> so it, didn't, it didn't make a fucking difference. He's so frustrated. Um, but with, with a kid, and I think the difference is I've given myself all of this time to just be this way. <laughs> and so like, if I have a kid and I have to uh not be as selfish as I'm able to be now. I feel like I'm gonna be all right with it because I didn't had so much selfish time that I'm I'm cool with it. Like, I, but I don't have to not be selfish right now. So why the fuck would I not be? Like, I I don't have nobody that I'm responsible for, so I can sit and play Zelda for four or five hours and yell at my dog if he get in my face because I ain't got nothing else to do. <laughs> but if I had a kid that was like crying obviously and wanting attention, then I I would have to put the game down. So. I think I'll be okay just because I've had so much time to be this way. Like, I've, I've enjoyed my selfish time. I'm, well, I'm ready. enjoying that shit. <laughs> I'm ready because all I'm gonna do is talk shit in reference to the old Red. What? I don't know. I got I got plenty of time to think of a name. I imagine Red 2.0. <laughs> you know this Red 2.0 different as fuck. <laughs> you know yeah. uh, about uh, two years ago you were about ready to punch Remy in the face. Interrupting your game, you done grew. Yeah, you've grown. When I tell you, he's so frustrated sometimes because I have been playing for the longest time, and then I'm fighting these fucking Lionels, and this is when <laughs> you tapping my fucking shoulder, and I need this hand to hit these buttons so that the Lionel doesn't. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think because I've given myself time and allowed myself to like just be how I am. It won't be as difficult, I don't think, because I've I've enjoyed it. I've been I've enjoyed being able to be this way. So, it, and that's an if. I don't even fucking know if I'm gonna have any kids. <laughs> that's a big ass if. If that were to occur, um, I think I'd be okay, especially because doing therapy and having to and having like not little kid clients because I don't I can't stand them, but like 
adolescent clients. Like, I, I think I'll be okay. It'll be an adjustment, but it's an adjustment that I think that I will be able to make easily because, like I said, you know, I've been this way for about 38 years now. <laughs> Enjoyed Man, the hell I, out of it. And I like, I like little kids. I'm okay with all kids. I'll just tell you this. All parents got some level of fucking audacity at the point that they come to see the therapist. Yes. And I'm like, bruh. And when I meet parents, it's to the point where I have to let parents know. Because this is like my way to filter out parents who ain't about that business. Because I was talking to a lady the other day. She said, I need somebody to see my son. He talked about hurting himself and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, listen, I want to let you know I'm very hard on parents. I'm very critical of the stuff y'all do. I end up walking into families with the old school mentality where they don't allow their child to talk that much. Their children don't ever talk to them. And I just kept listening to stuff. And she was like, you talking to me. You talking directly to me. And then they'd be like, that's how I know that you're the one you're supposed to be working with. And I said, I'm going to let you know. There's some things that I be saying that old school parents need to do that is not going to be congruent with what you want to do. But I'm just going to be telling you what to do for the results. And she was like, I'm on board. And so it's like, that's my way of holding parents accountable for not, you know, for, for knowing what's about to come their way in terms of what to do. Because you're not finna hand your 16-year-old off to me and be like, fix them. And you 70% of the reason why they like that, the fuck the way they are. So Yeah, that, that fix them mentality is so frustrating. Like, like the kid is the only problem. I've never had a kid where the kid was the only problem. Like it was a him responding to the environment. A lot of things usually will need to change, but the parent is like, "Here, fix them and get them to do what I'm, I want them to do." Like that is not how that works. That is not how that works. And I, I always hit my parents with this because I did it the other day, uh, because I be trying to assess if they've been having regular, non-pressure field, non-directive conversation with their kids. And I said, uh, do you know what his favorite color is? She said, no. And I was like, well, I do. And she's like, what is it? I said, I ain't going to tell you because you need to be having a conversation with him about these things instead of him asking me to answer to the question. And, and it, every time I've done that, the parent be a little embarrassed because, like, I know something about their child that they don't know. But it do be a motivating push for them to start actually having dialogue with their kids. Because this kid's 16-year-old and he got he's socially awkward. He ain't got no... Or he got no social conversation skills. Uh, me and him had a conversation, and he got thoughts. He can have a conversation. But if your parents ain't having regular-ass conversations with you, letting you flesh your own way of thinking and your thoughts out, then, I mean, you you it's going to be – you got to have an internal built-in level of charisma to go and get that out in the environment. And most people ain't got that. But, yeah. I appreciate that uh, those live in person from Colin letters and the input and everything. Um, but we can get to the, unless, if you got some feedback for anything we said, we can get into the regular letters. No, I just, you know, you know, red kind of right though. You know, you, Cause I was like first thinking like, Oh man, my life's over as I know it, blah, blah, blah. Cause I got kids on the way and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, well, you work, you figure it out. You just, things change a little bit. So, but I only have one. That's a, uh, oh, if I have any, it's gonna be one. I'm almost forty. We're not yeah, doing yeah. that. <laughs> Just, mm, I wouldn't say that too many more times, Red. What you mean? Because the universe is gonna give you some twins or some triplets. I would be mad as a that, motherfucker. You hear me? I that. would be in the doctor's office like 
No. No. You need to take one of them out. I'm on, I'm only taking one home. I don't care what you do with the other one or others, but I'm taking one baby home because that is what I signed up for was one baby. Now, the rest of them, you know, good luck finding homes. <laughs> you you saying it the way you said it created a universe where one or the other happens. I'm just saying. Uh-uh. Yeah, they find the infinity gauntlet so you can, <laughs> can snap your fingers. Mm-mm. Well, after you after you have twins and find the infinity gauntlet, what is the snap though? Like, are you killing the baby? Yeah, <laughs> what are you? Like, yeah, that, that might not be. You got to snap before. You need to you need to snap before. Well, that means you would have to have an infinity gauntlet chilling just in case this particular thing happened. Right. Right. <laughs> I won't be able to do that. I've been using on some dumbass shit, like something for humanity. <laughs> Yeah, climate change. <laughs> Why would you use it like that? Well, you can get crab legs with it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know what I, bro. Whatever. Um, what you got, Red? Oh, what's the topic this week? You got a topic this week? Yes, I do. It's co-workers. Mm. So these are work-related. Oh, a lot man. of snitching-ass people, okay? There's like two... That says, would I be the asshole for reporting my coworker? Am I the asshole for telling on my coworker? Mind your fucking business. Depends on what they did. Some business can't be minded. Then I have this one. Would I be the asshole if I, a 40-year-old man, were to tell a friendly coworker, a 55-ish-year-old female, I sometimes commute by train with that I need to stop interacting with her because of how much she turns me on. Let's do that one. That one I was about to say. Let's <laughs> get into that. Is, let's get into that one. Be the asshole. Actually, wouldn't be an asshole. You'd be a dumbass. But <laughs> I want to. I want to. I just want to. I need to hear this one. It, it's not that long either. Okay, he said. I see her and chat with her mostly when we ride the train and walk from the station to work together. Maybe once a week on average because our schedules are not the same. I, a married male, who is quite unhappy with his sex life have always found her fun and friendly and very good-looking for her age, which is what other people also say about her. I am now starting to feel a strong attraction and don't want to continue to be the commute buddies as I feel distracted and in an unprofessional mindset after chatting with her. Would it be okay to tell her why I want to shut down our friendship? I don't want to make something up. I also feel it should be it should be possible to have the discussion, not be uncomfortable, and maybe it could even be flattering for her. And okay, there is probably a part of me that is hoping the feeling will be mutual, certainly not how I imagine things at this point, but it doesn't seem inconceivable as I'm the re- as I'm reasonably good looking and fit, I think. Honestly, I have no idea what would happen if she told me she was into me too. So would I be the asshole? Man, listen, just like You're I- already an asshole for the thoughts. <laughs> listen. You know what this sounds like to me, and you guys are the therapists. So but it, I think we share a lot of the same skills. This is like a separate conversation, be a tangent, where like I feel like lawyers and therapists have Absolutely. a lot of the same intuition type of skill when it comes to dealing with humans because of like the the experience that you have in seeing different circumstances and like, different situations and how they apply and like human behaviors and all that kind of stuff, right? You know what it sounds like to me? It sounds like somebody made all this shit up in his head and like also sounds like somebody who's probably not 
probably not fit. Probably not really attractive. Probably not. Like the thing, the way he describes himself, it reminds me of this little cartoon I used to see on the internet back in the day before we called him memes. And like, it was like what women see in the mirror. And it was like a woman in her drawing panties, a little drawing, you know, a cartoon. And she was looking in the mirror and she saw like a fat woman in the mirror. And it was like what men see. And it was like this like sloppy looking white guy with like he's like partially balding and all this other kind of stuff. And he's looking in the mirror and he sees like a bodybuilder. <laughs> you know what I mean? With, like flowing hair and all this other kind of stuff. Like everything that he said was centered on what he's thinking. And unless there's like an edit or something like that, it didn't sound like from that that she's given any kind of indication whatsoever that there's any kind of She's your coworker and happens to ride the same train and just has a friendly chat on the way to work. I'm like, bro, that doesn't mean that she wants you. And I think we probably, you all probably see it a lot too. Like, that's how a lot of men think. Um, we've just actually, I had a, speaking of that, I had a friend from college stop over. Her name is Jen too, uh, with her kids flying over to Korea today. And uh, her and Monica were sitting here talking about like, like how, how dudes act basically. And that's why I said, I said, look, look, I'm not trying to mansplain anything to y'all, except I, I feel like we can man, I can mansplain men's behaviors because I, I am one. <laughs> and I was like, what you guys are, are doing is, is like assigning a lot. You're giving dudes too much credit. You're giving men too much credit. Like they were talking about, like, how come men always be, like, still be trying to talk to me even though I'm like, I'm, I'm married and blah, blah, blah. I said, because you're giving men too much credit. Like they don't care about any of that. People who ain't shit don't care about any of that oh that's right this dude said he's married too well sir you all the way out of pocket man just like going ahead ride to work talk to your co-worker like an adult and then go into the bathroom stall and turn on porn hub and beat your meat <laughs> so matter of fact you should beat your meat in the morning before you commute to work so that you can get that post nut clarity and then make sure that when you you ain't you ain't being horny on main on your main account when you when you're out there in public. You know what I mean? You need to get yourself a burner, sir. I don't know how that works in real life, but you, you need to, you know, window shot, look and don't touch. So, because you would be the asshole, you are an asshole, and you a dumbass. So, so this is. Uh, I'll go ahead, Red. I was gonna say the fact that he thinks that she would be flattered. If some creepy-ass married man came up to me and said, hey, we're just not going to be able to have these chats anymore because, you know, you're just too attractive and, and you're turning me on, I'm going to probably knee him in the balls because now I feel in danger. <laughs> like, that shit is creepy. That's not flattering. And the fact that you think that this is something that will be flattering to women lets me know what kind of husband you are to your wife and what your idea about women are because that's not flattering. There's nothing about that that's flattering. It's fucking creepy. You're a creep, sir. And if you tell her that, I will go straight to fucking HR. I would. I would absolutely go straight. To, as soon as we got off the train, <laughs> and even go to my desk, I would bypass my desk and go to HR because you're creepy and weird. Flattering. <laughs> I think this is a representation of the a common male fantasy when it comes to women that men have to condition themselves out of. I had a kid who I ended up working with one time and he was just infatuated with this school drama stuff that was going on. And he said, you know, 
there's some pretty girls in my school and I don't looking at the girls is wrong because they don't consent to you looking at them. And I said, Oh, wait a minute. Let, let's have a conversation about that. Cause I don't think looking at, I don't think looking at people and thinking that they're beautiful needs consent. I think whatever you do to them in your head after that, that needs consent, right? Because you can look at somebody and acknowledge beauty, right? And and, and you, it can stop there. It's like, oh, because that's how I am. That's what I do. I'll look at somebody and be like, she, that's, that is a specimen there, <laughs> you know? And then I like keep it moving. In my head, I don't be like, oh, we all wonder what it feel like to slap that ass. Or, man, what if she like me? That This is how dudes be. You know, dudes, they, they, the, the eyes turn into the little predator eyes, and it's a little glow, and you see them in the shadows just pull up from nowhere. Hey, queen, how you doing? Yeah, That's that what happened. Brain. That That's brain. what happened. Hey. A whole pathway of his own brain took him to I can get something from her. And that's that's from patriarchy, that's from misogyny, that's from sexism. Mm -hmm. And what's happened is this man, what's happened is he's created a whole scenario in his head based off of that. And he think it's honorable to be acknowledging it and saying that because I have these thoughts, I should remove myself from you. And it's really kind of your fault because you shouldn't be this attractive. And so let's say that all of the things are true. He created a scenario, and I think more than anything, I feel like he wants some people in here to tell him you should do it. I don't. Isn't there's no part of this letter that make me feel like he don't want to do this? He is using a bunch of different words to validate why we should just say go ahead and tell her, you know. And not only that, he don't want her to not. He don't want to not engage with her. He want her to say, "Well, I do find you attractive, and I know you're married, but." You know, we can still be free. That's what he wants. That's what that the kind of man that would think like that, the kind of man that would present this shit like that, this is what he wants. And he probably only need a few people to validate him, even though it's a ton of women gonna say, shut the fuck up, creep, leave that goddamn lady alone. Go fucking hug your wife, or you know, or, or your wife, go leave his motherfucking ass. <laughs> but but Nonetheless, this is a common male fantasy that be fucking going on, man. I, and again, if you the dude that don't have the male fantasy, it's a bunch of dudes around you having the male fantasy. And it might not go over to the realm of like dangerous and shit. It might not even go over to the realm of I'm going to go talk to this woman. But it is yet rooted in a patriarchy and entitlement that come from men. And this this letter sounds like sounds like that. It don't sound like he's dangerous enough to probably like snatch a woman up because her uh, physical beauty is making him horny enough to want to do something to her without her permission, which is rooted in the same male fantasy, mind you. It's just the level that this guy is stopping it. Fuck you, you the asshole. I just, you know, this is why like I don't, I have to be so cognizant of having conversations with men just in general because it is kind of shit and i know dude i think i told this story before like when um i was at the dmv and the dude offered me his seat and i was like no nah, i'm good and he got fucking mad at me for not taking the seat that's what it's like first of all your response is why i didn't take it and i can't ex i don't know if i accept something from a man whether or not he's gonna feel entitled to a phone number a conversation if i sit in this seat what is it that you're gonna want from me and did men like this 
this uh poster is why women have to think in those terms like i don't know because i you can take me being nice for me being interested in you and now we got a problem like i just ain't nobody trying to deal with that and this is why we just most of the time i keep my head down if I'm in Walmart to buy milk, I'm here to buy milk. I'm not smiling. Don't come up to me and ask me, like, you need to smile more. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> that I'm man created a whole... Look, when that man saw you and he was in the seat, the fantasy he created was, I'm going to get up. First off, he said you're attractive because if Precious walked in there, he probably went from the office pressure that's Precious that seat. Okay, So he saw you, said, damn, she attractive with that red-ass hair. She probably want this seat. She going to sit down. She going to be grateful that I gave up my seat. She going to see me as a gentleman. And then I'm going to, you know, start talking to her, put this game on her, and then I'm going to get her number. He created that whole fantasy. Mm -hmm. And he enacted that plan, and the shit went south. <laughs> and he had to reckon with the fact that the plan that he made fucked him up. He was and, and, and he got mad, which shows that he was never genuine in the first place. He did the shit to get something back. He called me uppity. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm uppity because I want to sit in your fucking seat. First of all, I'm not even going to stay in this motherfucker because the line too long. Secondly, <laughs> even if I was going to stay, you want... I, no, no thanks. Yeah, the DMV, I ain't trying to sit down. Look, look, I'm trying to get... I'm, I don't even want to be here in the first place. That's the look. <laughs> so, I'm not trying to get comfortable. I'm trying to get this whatever I need, my license, whatever it is, and tags, car tags, whatever, stickers, whatever, whatever. Whatever reason they you got to go there instead of they can't just mail the shit to my house, you know what I mean? So, no, you yeah. nasty, ridiculous. Um, like I said, most of them are like people snitching. Well, I mean, the, the the beautiful part gonna be what they snitching about. So run yeah. to it in for whatever reason. Okay, well, one specifically says, "Am I the asshole for telling my friend her wife doesn't wear her wedding ring her wedding ring at work?" Why would you do that? Mind your <laughs> what if she don't wear it at all, right? I mean, but I'm I'm assuming that they that she wears it, and then isn't wearing it at work. <clears throat> could be a, a a reason for that. Could be a, actually a smart reason for that. Maybe maybe she's trying to actually then use that patriarchy against dumbass men who think she's single, right? Trying to that's take a dangerous back. line. That's a dangerous line to walk. <laughs> so, but but it, it, there could be. But that the fucked up. Oh, part they're lesbian. It's they're she. They're lesbians. So there is not a man. Well, I mean, story. it don't change that she can <laughs> use patriarchy against. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that she can still use patriarchy against men by being a lesbian, but being in an environment where men don't know that she's a lesbian and don't know that she married. Like, you can use patriarchy against. You trying to climb that corporate ladder? Yeah. yeah. You know, but at, at some point you may be in a boss office and he be like, "Hey, you want to do something strange for some promotions?" Jesus, you might not want to. It's a fine. That's a that line is patriarchy is dangerous. Like you can't. And I be telling men like wielding patriarchy is not a power that you can control. So if you try to use it on purpose, it can have unpredictable results. So for men or women who use it on purpose. It can shit on you. Mm -hmm. So, not, a, not, a, not a good line to walk. Are we going to do both of them? Or what's the other one kind of? What, what are they snitching about? Uh, uh, I can't tell because I didn't read them. So, one seems like one person works in the restaurant field from the first line, the other one works 
in the healthcare field. But both of them snitching. <laughs> you say restaurant? Yeah. Oh yeah, we got to do that one. Yeah. <laughs> messy. Okay. Because because listen, the restaurant industry is fucked up. If you being if you somebody snitching on you. You're doing some heinous shit. You're doing some fuck. I Most feel like you're doing some unsanitary shit, but like, let's see what they talking about. Yeah. Okay. So, am I the asshole for telling on my coworker? I'm a 24-year-old female, and my coworker, Evan, worked at a restaurant, and we've been working together for two years with no problems. Like, he even went to my wedding. He even walked me down the aisle when my father was in the hospital. And you snitching on him? Um, on Thursday, there was a group of 12 that came in that ordered, and one of those people was an old high school friend, she said, Kimmy, who was seven months pregnant, and when Evan went to take their order, she asked for alcohol, and he refused to give her alcohol, saying she was pregnant and didn't have an ID, and it caused a problem, and then they all left saying it's discrimination. I told my manager about the situation, and they said they would talk to Evan about it, and then my coworker started calling me snitch, and Evan blocked my number and me on Instagram, now and has texted my brother to tell me he's not coming to my birthday. Chef said that they aren't gonna give me food anymore for free and that I'll have to pay for it. My mom said I overreacted, but I don't think I did. <laughs> so the person who's telling the story told him that Evan said that a pregnant woman with no Her ID friend. couldn't have alcohol. Yeah. Yes. And Evan's the friend. Evan is a friend of hers, and so is a uh, pregnant lady. Oh. She knows the pregnant lady, too. Yeah, Evan's the co-worker, right? Yeah, Evan's the co-worker that she snitched on. And then Kimmy is the pregnant lady that she also knows. But how did she snitch, though? I'm trying to understand. What what did they consider? She told the manager that Evan wouldn't serve the pregnant woman with no ID alcohol. She wasn't going to get the alcohol no way. No. Yeah, how but, I'm, I'm trying to struggle how these people think that, that somebody snitched. Like, I don't... Well, she... I mean, he didn't get in trouble because it wasn't nothing for him to get in trouble for, but she went and told. So I think they're just like, oh, you just... This is what you do. You gonna go tell it. She said she's 24? This sounds like some 24-year-old shit. Like, she's 24. Like, yeah, this is a mind your business. Like, it's... They're manufa- I feel like they're manufacturing the snitching scenario when, like, Everybody involved did the right thing. It sounds like to me. He he refused to serve somebody who didn't have ID. Leave out the pregnant part. Didn't have ID. Didn't want to serve him alcohol. And she went and told the manager, like, yeah, he, he wouldn't serve him because they didn't have an ID. And, you know, she was, like, seven months pregnant. But, like, I don't feel like, I mean, that's just giving the manager information about what happened. And then the, like, I don't. Well, she reported, so. She so was, she, okay, this is what happened. When she, was she told that, like, the manager, she thought that something went wrong enough yeah. for her to let the management know. Yeah, she wasn't just like conveying what happened. She was reporting him because she thought he was gonna get in trouble. Oh, she but, was like, yeah, you. So she was basically like, "What's wrong with you? She might get fetal alcohol syndrome." Let it, let it do. It. <laughs> like, but see that this gets to the complicated part because let's let's add the pregnancy. And take away the ID. Let's say they had an ID because we dealt with this at Red Lobster. Every now and then, there will be a pregnant person coming in asking for a beer. Now, the reality is we are just presuming that they're pregnant because they got some kind of... Like, most women who pregnant at a certain point is at a point where you, they may... You, from your perspective, they could be pregnant, but they could also be built like this to a degree. And, you know, it looked like that. And so... 
if a woman like that comes into there and asks for a drink, technically we ain't supposed to say you can't have a drink. Like, and it's not something... Like, you can't just refuse service to say, like, sorry, we're not serving you? Not on the presumption that they are pregnant if they are not. Now, if they clearly sitting out there with they barely sitting on the table, clearly, like, yes, but a manager supposed to handle that. We can't go handle that. And it's not in your best interest to go handle that because I used to always say at Red Lobster, look, this shit above my pay grade because I ain't finna fuck my tip up telling them some shit that y'all gonna fix later. Because a manager, you'll be like, we can't do that. And then a manager will come out there and be like, we'll do it for him, Ed, go ahead. And I'll be like, Mm-mm, you just made me look stupid as hell because <laughs> I said <laughs> we can't do it. Now I look like I'm a dick to you and I fucked up my tip now. So I'll be like, Mm-mm, let's ask a manager first. I'm not telling you whether you can. The manager told me we can do everything with them fucking reason. So let's get them in on this first. Uh, but yeah, we not like we not supposed to deny service on our own suspicions that they're pregnant at a certain point. And if they are pregnant, we can't do it. We have to go get management to do it because, in some instances, it may be management. If they are insistent about it, it may be management having to escort them out because it's like we would rather lose your business than be traced back to some alcohol-related issue that jeopardized you and your kids be it an accident or be it you know you coming back several years later saying this fetal alcohol syndrome is y'all fault but the id part is enough to be like why the fuck you tell like he did his job correctly he obeyed the law in his job as well so well i, I mean I, I was gonna say i and snitching on co-workers that you have to work with regularly is not you don't want to be the workplace snitch like because now everybody gonna feel like don't do nothing around her because she gonna go back to the manager like and this was an unnecessary ass example yeah. of you doing that so like if some imagine somebody really doing some fucked up shit or doing something wrong like is she acting like she's surprised the chef ain't gonna make your birthday dinner now because he don't want nothing to do with you don't nobody want to be around the snitch they must work in an italian restaurant goddamn Oh, they must so. work at some place called Mafiosos, goddamn. Oh, <laughs> like, she really leaving that part of the story though, because that's like a really the whole staff now don't fuck with you. Like, like you didn't just report and be like, you didn't serve that. Yeah, this, probably uh, was more to it than that. Or this is the like, straw that broke the camel's back. This is the twelfth time you're trying to report somebody for some shit. <laughs> so, but yeah, that seemed like overkill for what she's saying she did. And if she did, if if this is true, she's just stupid. If this is true, she don't know the rules. You know, I don't know. Or maybe, maybe the situation was that the uh, so maybe the situation was that the friend was so upset that she couldn't be served alcohol that she vented to her friend and was able to convince her that something Evan did was inappropriate in the situation. And then it just compelled them to go tell the manager as if it was an actual issue when it was really them mostly just advocating for their friend in that situation. That makes sense. They are still stupid in this scenario, but it, that makes sense. Because I would have been like, girl, you don't need to be drinking no fucking alcohol anyway, first of all. Secondly, you ain't have your ID. Like, are you're not going to talk me into fucking myself up at a place that I got to go to every day. <laughs> Friend or not. <laughs> You don't work with me, okay? You ain't going to be there with me when they giving me the worst tables because they mad at me or whatever the fuck. Like, no. I, I, because I served alcohol without checking ID. Like, 
Yeah. And I'm gonna just let you know in the restaurant industry when that when that happened, it's time to quit. It is time to quit. Yeah. When you don't lost the trust of it, like if people ain't finna walk food to your table, and if your table asks for a, a sauce or something, and you finna act like they never asked you, cause it ain't your money. I mean, it ain't the person that they ask money. It's your money they fucking with. If you've lost the grace of all your coworkers, you need to fucking quit. They, cause the kitchen see your name on them tickets. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you, you, it's time to quit. It's time to go find another job. In Red Lobster, cause Red Lobster, my, look, my, me and my brother are two different levels of charismatic, right? My charisma is, I guess, a little bit more curated. His charisma is more natural. My brother could be late every goddamn day at Red Lobster, and it was fine, <laughs> you know. But it's a whole bunch of other other workers and employees who came in late. They getting shit on immediately by the management. You know, and it was it was me. I wasn't late though. It was just that like they just they just trusted me with everything. They trusted me with conversation and dialogue. They trusted me with tables. Uh, I when I went to Red Lobster, I had a good time. I had a good time going to Red Lobster because I knew that they were gonna take care of me. You know, but that said, I've seen what it looked like when they stopped fucking with you. When the manager stopped fucking with the bartender, they coming in and they checking up on the, all the things to see if you clean properly. They checking the date stickers to make sure the date stickers are right. I mean, and don't get me wrong, like, you can't keep up with everything in the restaurant that you're supposed to keep up with. But you just know that there's a different level to when you are loved in the restaurant industry and when you are hated. And I done seen people who are loved and who are hated. And when you're hated, it is time to quit. It ain't no reason to stay there. Because what you finna do, you need to give a two-week notice and go. Because if you stay, they're going to make you leave. And it's going to be on bad terms where you don't want to get a, uh, a a reference from them at some point. But, yeah, time to quit. You still should have told uh, on, at that particular point. Um, I'm trying to think if it's something that – I don't think there's something that ever happened in a restaurant that I worked in that made me have to go and tell them what happened. I don't think I don't think I've had that experience. I, I've been I'm trying to think of something. Monica, just I don't. There. She said she got all kinds of stories because she used to work in restaurants a lot. So. I bet. I bet. So the first restaurant I worked in, the first Red Lobster I worked in. <laughs> uh, uh, listen, I'm a good I'm a good server. I'm efficient. I'm timely. I'm likable. I know how to talk to people. These are the I can multitask. This is the, uh, this is the candidate for a bartender in restaurants like this. So we working behind the bar. It's me and two other people, and we working all day. And people are leaving a dollar here and a dollar there. At the end of the night, they hand me a hundred and twenty dollars, and I'm like, they was like, this is the split, and I said. In my head, ain't nobody left us no goddamn four hundred some dollars in tips, you know, or three hundred, almost four hundred dollars in tips. What it turns out they was doing was they never charged for drinks. So if a drink costs six dollars, <laughs> okay, let me know. If a drink costs six dollars and Colin just bought a drink, and they put a ten dollar bill on the on the counter, they put the ten dollar bill in the drawer. Give them four dollars and then put six dollars in the tip jar. So essentially, Red Lobster never, we never, they never put the price of, they never rang the drink up. 
they essentially gave the alcohol away to the the guest and just gave them change for a 10, but split the change between the guest and us. And this is how bartending worked in, in, in Montgomery. This is what they were doing. And I, it was one of them situations was like, <laughs> do I say something about this? But but I felt saying something about it was gonna get me fired <laughs> because like the people the people in the bar are like the liked people. So I ain't say nothing. I just let it roll. That's another conversation for another day. I got yeah, it. Isn't it's another conversation? It's another conversation. <laughs> so like, but this is the this is the first this is like what came to mind when it's like. I'm, how do they not? They don't count the alcohol. How do they not know? That's not, like, it's hard to. It's hard to. I mean, it's hard to count alcohol. I mean, they have a very loose system of it. It's like okay. bartenders yeah. write down your bottle loss, and it don't account for somebody okay. who pour a shot with the stopper on it and then do a little bit more hit. So it's like essentially one bartender can be throwing out like, you know, 20 or 30 more hits a day just based off the extra yeah. quarter that they put. And one bartender might put exactly how much. It's really no way to, one, monitor how much liquor they are using in a free pour system. Because if you go to, like, a, a, a billiards place or a place that's more serious, they might have the, the alcohol connected to a machine where they press a button, and it tallies with how many buttons were pressed, you know, mm -hmm. in those kind of systems. But in a free pour system, you can't really, you can't really tell. You can't, and for all businesses that have alcohol, alcohol is run at a loss. And it and it could just be, I knocked over two bottles today. That that happened all the time. Like dropping bottles of alcohol, it happens a lot. So I was like, bro, this this some Wall Street looking ass shit in here. But when <laughs> I was way too new, <laughs> I was way too new to tell them what had happened. Oh, that's a little bit ass cup. Huh? Yeah, it's an espresso cup. No, I'm in Seattle, man. You, you are, to, you know. are you hot. not supposed to drink a lot of espresso? Can you eat, like it's drinking too much? Is drinking amount in a regular cup bad, or is it that just how you do it? Yeah, yeah it, you do it in a small cup because it's highly, highly concentrated. Oh, or it's like a shot. So it gets you right. Get you ready for your day. So. <laughs> Gotcha. That's the guy. We doing that one. We doing another one, or we we gonna talk about the? What's up, do you read that sub that submarine? We are hour in. Uh, well, we we already hour in, then no, we can go ahead and y'all can get to your combo. Okay, red everybody about to take her absence, um, <laughs> because you know she. What's been happening, y'all, is at the end of the show when I give my whole little spiel about the news and stuff I got, Red ain't really got no input to give. And so it was different when we were like going back and forth between stories, but I really don't think so. I think that it felt like you were giving more input because you just had a story after mine, but I mm -hmm. still feel like it was me mostly talking about some shit you don't care about and then <laughs> going to the next story, and it just felt like we were going back and forth, but realistically... I think after like giving all this concentrated news at the end, I'm realizing I don't think you ever really inputted on the news that much. It just felt like the conversation was more fluid and more back and forth. Yeah. 
Um, what news do you like? What do you keep up with in terms of what be going on? Uh, I mean, I don't really keep up with much. I do. I I have been seeing the submarine um stuff because that has been um <laughs> funny. I know. I maybe that's the wrong, but it it was funny to me. They they paid two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to die. That's the most expensive death. I've ever seen in my life. Um, so I'll see stuff like that, but like I don't follow any like news outlets or anything. So like anything that I see, I'll just kind of run across it. It isn't me actively because it's all fucking bad and I just I don't care. <laughs> I yeah. don't wanna wanna fuck my day up. So I just don't. <laughs> uh but I did see the submarine stuff and, and you know, white people gonna white people. And white people, and, and, and I know because there was a, I think they were Pakistani, the man and his son, but they white adjacent. Once you get to a certain level of money, I feel like you yeah. white adjacent. <laughs> I'm with you on the news outlet, so I don't, I don't follow anything. So, I mean, I, I follow news, like I'll, so we talk about, we talk a little bit about the Reddit stuff too, because I want to, I'm looking at the, that recording timer too, I want to make sure we only have no three hour episode, but. We, the the uh, that that one I so Reddit the reason why is because Reddit is where I got most of my kept up with the news really. There are a couple of like subreddits like the politics one for American politics, and then there was World News, and then I created like a little special feed on my third party app for news, and I could just hit that check headlines to be able to kind of see what's going on, you know. And then that was kind of the best way to do it. It's like a news aggregate thing, like kind of like the old RSS feed mm-hmm. back in the day. So I follow this. Uh, I follow this YouTube channel called The Majority Report. Um, clearly, it's gonna it's left leaning. Um, but they they really talk a lot of shit, basically. <laughs> but it's uh, Sam Cedar. He be on MSN, in, MSNBC every now and then. But they haven't been get advertising for any news outlets, and they just started advertising for a news outlet called Ground News as a what it is is it gives the news article and it breaks down the bias of each side in the article. So it'll show you the percentage of how many right-leaning websites have posted this and how many left-leaning websites have posted this. So when it comes to Hunter Biden stuff, it's like 100% right-leaning. You know, and no nobody on the left. Where well, the left now might be because uh, Hunter Biden was actually charged with something. But it pretty much breaks down news and uh, along party lines, and it it identifies where the sides deviate in terms of why the right is reporting it in this way and why the left is reporting it in that way. And it's like it's been a good, good um, baseline for how to like, I guess, discern the sides because that's all you're trying to do when two people are telling a story, uh, especially when it comes to politics, left and right, they curving the story some crazy way and it's like this is helping me understand what what ways they they curving it but but uh we finna get into these stories red um appreciate your feedback on that submarine thing but um i guess catch you next time all right bye i love (laughs) it's just the fellas now yeah (laughs) Uh, but yeah, we ain't we ain't gonna we ain't gonna run this bitch into the ground, you know. Um, no, what what you want to get into first? Let's talk about that submarine real quick because look, man, 
I I'd like to think that I'm a reasonably intelligent human being. And I feel very strongly that you are also a, re, a very intelligent human being. Let me ask you a question. If somebody walked up to you and said, hey, I made this uh, this little thing. Come check this thing out. And we're going to go down 12,000 feet below the ocean to the Titanic. And I'm going to need you to sign this waiver, though. And the waiver pretty much says, um, hey, this submarine is not really like a real submarine. <laughs> and there's a very high likelihood that you could die. And uh, sign here and give me $250,000. You getting in there? You getting in that submarine? Hell no. That's what I'm saying, man. I, I don't. Hell no. I was describing this to like friends and stuff. And I was like, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I've been, I'm 37 years old. And since I've probably been like, I can remember, let's call it 30 years that I can remember things in life, right? I, mean, I was probably further back than that, that'd be seven years old. I can, I can remember stuff back when I was like four or five years old, but this gotta be, I think, I think this is the dumbest shit that I've seen in my entire life. Actually, I think it's actually, of all the things that we've been through in, in our lifetimes, because we're about the same age, I think this is the dumbest shit that we've seen. I think this is even dumber than people voting Trump in the office. And, I, and at least that one had, at least voting for Trump, those people at least were like, and I was dumb, don't get me wrong. And because, it, it but it was like racist doing racist things, basically. Like it was, it made sense. Like man runs for president, stands up there and says some racist stuff. So racists vote for him. That, like, that makes complete sense to me. And like, given like the way our system is and how things have gone over the last several decades, like we arrived at that point. It all made sense to arrive at that point. The submarine makes no sense at all, man. It doesn't, doesn't make, that makes, especially if you're a billionaire, when there are, you can get on Google and find, there's a dude who is part of some company that makes, they make like commercial and scientific submarines, for, like it's a, called tritonsubs.com. Mm -hmm. This dude has built this, he's got a submarine now for sale that you can buy from their company that has been to the bottom of every low point of every ocean on earth multiple times it's like it's rated for depths deeper than the mariana trench like deeper than that you can possibly get in the bottom of the ocean and when they use this one he actually had an excursion with his research team where in the time that they went to the it's called the challenger deep in the bottom of the mariana trench it's like thirty-six thousand feet below sea level mm -hmm. they went down six times in one excursion down to the bottom back up down to the bottom back up down to the bottom collecting data research like it's a real submarine. It's like a real one. Like a, they talk about how it's got a titanium hull. It's got like all like right. You read about this one. It's got all every single safety certification from European Union and the United States and rated for. You know what I mean? And so like mm -hmm. if you're a billionaire, like I feel like this whole submarine thing is like a completely on point narrative for everything wrong with like our capitalist society right now, which is like rich people with with money that is out of control circumventing the rules with their money and then dying as a result of it. It's actually the most poetic thing that could possibly happen, which is like, yeah, you your your money did not save you at all. Your billions upon billions of dollars did nothing for you as you were incinerated due to the air pressure and turned into goo or reduced to atoms and became fish food in a split second. Like you I just it's the dumbest shit I've ever seen. I can't believe I can't believe it. And then when you watch the video of like this dude before like 
giving people a tour of this little sub submersible or whatever like that he there's one video i watched he was like yeah he's like the lights in here i bought from camping world i pretty much built this with off-the-shelf parts and i'm like i don't you dude like i'm not even getting into i'm not even i don't even want to like a I don't even I wouldn't even want to swing a golf club with off the shelf parts. You know what I'm saying? Like like this is like why would you I just it's a stupid Why are you making that a flex? Right. <laughs> it's the stupidest shit I've ever seen. And then this is the part that really got to me. So I was on Facebook, I posted that. I said, I think this might be the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. Like the more I read it, the more I learn about this, I'm like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. My sixth grade teacher who is this uh uh science you know stem teacher that's her her thing she i guess this dude was from out here somewhere around seattle and he did some stuff for like the local marine research stuff like you know he's a researcher mm-hmm. and she sent me this message talking about like yeah but he did some good stuff here in puget sound and i hope that you know he's remembered for that instead and i want to be like miss Golfine. he ain't you know I still call her Mrs. Goldfein, even though i'm 37 years old <laughs> i mean like, miss Goldfine, I, I just gave her a thumbs up because i was like I can't believe you in my DMs as my former <laughs> sixth grade teacher who teaches science and technology and math. I can't believe <laughs> you're sitting here trying to tell me, yeah, this. I hope that this dude is remembered for this instead of being probably the biggest dumbass in this century so far. Like, I, like this is, I can't, I can't believe it. I, like, what? I think dumbass. I think he is a dumbass. I think that gives him still too much credit because a lot of this was just straight negligence. Yeah. Like when you get to reading what happened, like. Literally, two of the things that fucked him up were brought up to him by two different people that were fired. One of them was using fucking carbon fiber to make the thing instead of some hard metal. You used fiber. And the second one is mm-hmm. not following the Coast Guard rules of going down and doing pressure tests before you take people down there. Mm-hmm. And it's like you fired people for them two things. And the way that the email was structured it sounds like he's one of those um, regulation denying people. Mm-hmm. It's like regulations ain't necessary. We don't need regulations. Regulation is just, you know, trying to take the ability from, you know, the average creator away and, and keep us from being able to make things and create. This is why regulations exist. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it's negligence. This is my question. I'm going to ask you a question. Do you think that these were stupid people with a billion dollars? Or do you think that the more money that you acquire past excess, you get stupider with the things you're willing to spend your money on? Because I was thinking like billionaires ain't just sitting in a room playing a switch on the couch. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they got a fucking billion dollars. They got everything that is possible to be done on the planet Earth and out of space, clearly and underwater at their disposal. Is it that that money, the money that they earn has created this level of, uh, of, of of frivolousness and lack of concern that they're looking for challenges and stuff to do with their money? Or like, were they, were they just stupid with money anyway? What what you think? I think it's probably a combination of a little bit of both. Um, I think what you said probably resonates big time for some of these people, which is like, like Jeff Bezos, for example. You know, I feel like some of these these people, you get to these levels where like, it's it's hard to like, it's hard for us regular people to sit here and say like, man, I would never do some shit like that because, who knows, right? Like you have that access to the to the whole the the world over and like you know, 
there aren't a lot of people out there who are billionaires who are like taking up a lot of philanthropic endeavors you know what i mean like trying to like use their money for good necessarily like we don't hear a ton about that um you know other than like jeff bezos ex-wife who tries to give away all of his money that she got from the divorce but like you like we there's not a whole lot of that you know what i'm saying so like i feel like that maybe so let, let's start with this one first first of all you know we two black people sitting here two black men sitting here talking about this so there's not a whole lot of black male billionaires anyway so being able to see ourselves reflected in this type of thing is like we're, we're kind of like you know like writing that writing our, a, a story for a video game or something basically because mm-hmm. like, it's, it's not a so it's hard to be able to compare it and say like you know that we would do the same thing most of the people that end up doing this type of stuff appear to be white folks and white dudes and we already know that how they feel about manifest destiny and all this other type of stuff you know generational belief that they're supposed to be you know top of the the, the pyramid the, the, the food chain or whatever you want to call it right mm-hmm. so i feel like that's what this is what i say it's actually let me let me t- let me simplify it all the way down i don't need no extra excitement in my life so even if i had a billion dollars i would be sitting on the couch playing the switch most of the time because life is already as a black man life is already plenty exciting as it is mm-hmm. at the time i leave my house there's a chance that the police might kill me um every time i leave my house there's a chance somebody might call the police on me there's i could get stopped by the police for driving the speed limit i could anything any number of things right and at so, this point a regular ass white citizen can just damn think you a threat from yeah. at the door or pulling up in the driveway or running in the neighborhood they don't think you should be in and yeah. yeah, that's shit too. So I don't need to go looking for stuff for some adrenaline rush or some whatever, right? Like, you know, it's just like, um, but I feel like there's a lot of people that do that. Like, I feel like they probably, like you said, I think they, the more and more money you get, there's like this, it becomes like a video game where, you know, you got to set the new high score and you set that new high score by being one of the only billionaires to go to Titanic or one of the only billionaires to climb Mount Everest or go to outer space or yeah, send you a send send a vehicle that your company own out of space like elon musk did yeah like something right there's all there's all these like things that they try to do to i i, I guess it's i guess like it's like you're right they got they when the when the world is literally your oyster people say that type that little saying like the world's your oyster when it is actually because you have like unlimited money mm-hmm. um i guess i guess that's i guess that's how the how it works maybe maybe you Maybe you cast aside all reality and and like risk assessment and and all of that, but so I think it's you know it's probably a combination. It's probably some stupidity involved, probably a, a metric ton of ego involved. Yeah. Uh, and then you you know the only only person I don't feel bad for none of them people by the way, except for the 19 year old kid because yeah the reports talking about how he was really scared about it, like didn't want to do it, but yeah trying to make his dad happy or whatever, and now he's dead. Father's Day, like, yeah. Like that, like come on, man. Like that's like the so the only the only respite is that like it literally like there's a video I saw like I guess they the way it works the way that that kind of pressure stuff works like first thing that occurred was when the pressure breach that the air inside the 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 pressure chamber would have been heated to the temperature of the surface of the sun so mm-hmm. they were immediately either not turned to ash into liquefied and then when that thing implodes, it implodes like less than a nanosecond. All this happens less than like a nanosecond. So like, that's the part that's just so wild to me is because you can't even like, it's like imagine like existing and then immediately not existing. Like without any kind of, you don't feel no pain. You don't even, they don't even know what happened. Basically, they had no idea what happened. They were 
going down to the Titanic, and then they then they were basically deleted from the universe in a nanosecond. And like, I guess that's the only thing that can make you feel somewhat okay about the 19 year old kid is that there was no suffering involved. But the rest of them, that dude, like you said, he was like a regulation denier or whatever. He's like, why we got all these regulations? Like, you know, safety. Who cares about safety? You know, I care, especially you know, for for me too. Also, like, first of all, for I'm not getting on no submarine at all. I don't care if it's the U.S. Navy made it. Second of all, I ain't getting on no damn submarine. It's like <laughs> step one, no submarines for Colin. Step two, no submarines for Colin. Step three, though, would be I'm certainly not uh, getting in somebody's plastic minivan when I know that there's a real deep explorer who, like I said, they their whole website, they got like the, they went, like I said, all there's like five known deep points in five different oceans. And I mean, didn't, and, they, they didn't took that shit and went to all of them. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds like a. And when you see it too, you see the pictures of that one. It's like, it looks like you would expect a, a super super mega depth submarine vessel to look. It's got all the tech and all the stuff and like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm like, yeah, that looks like a legitimate. That looks like a legitimate uh, thing. And it's like, it is legitimate. Like, the Navy, the, the Coast Guard, everybody's like, oh yeah, it's been. They got all their certs. They keep it up to date. You know what I mean? It's the latest, greatest, everything. Like, and then you got this dude out here talking about something like, yeah, I made it with parts from REI and in Walmart or whatever. And I'm like, and, and, I mean, and not to mention that they they running this bitch with a Logitech controller. That was not the, to mention that you can't even see outside of the submarine. <laughs> they got a fucking 20 inch Vizio in that bitch that you got to look at the shit on the Vizio. Not to mention that, like, ain't no kind of seating or security. They literally just send fucking uh, uh, Indian style is racist, y'all, which is what I would, huh? (laughs) They're in there sitting crisscross applesauce on the ground. That often is like Indian style is racist, y'all, and you know, (laughs) white teachers let us get away with that a long time. (laughs) So, crisscross applesauce (laughs) in in that bitch with no seat belts, no security, no, no shit, like it. Like, oh, what if a fucking shark just rammed your shit? Like, it's three concussions in that bitch now. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, ain't nobody strapped in. And, and the way it don't have... Imploded. It would have probably already imploded if it's yeah. <laughs> It has no navigation. And the way that they communicate with the people above is through text message. Yep. So, like, a bill... You would think a billionaire would be like the way that I should protect my money is to make sure this is a legitimate investment. Like one of those billionaires could have funded a solid device like the uh, company you're talking about. They could have bought one. They could have probably bought one for each of them and their friends to go together. So what was it about this guy that made these that was so charismatic that got (laughs) these billionaires to sit fucking crisscross applesauce in a little Logitech fueled ship a ship device that you can't even see out of a window in. I don't know. That's why I said this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen, man. I, it just, it, all of it is dumb. There, there's no plausible explanation of how it can make sense. And two, like as a billionaire, two hundred fifty thousand dollars to go to the bottom of the ocean seems kind of cheap to me. That is pennies. It seems it's cheap. pennies. Like not even a million, like at least a million. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't know. This dumbest shit I've ever seen, man. For y'all, y'all uh, on points working on his camera right now. Yeah, I am. <laughs> My camera just went out. Listen, though, this is what I'm going to say. 
I don't even like being in bodies of water where my feet can't touch the fucking ground, right? <laughs> and if I'm in a body of water where it's possible that my feet don't touch the ground, I'm on the side where my feet do touch the ground. <laughs> so I don't give no kind of fuck about no goddamn submarine. I really don't give a fuck about nothing. Bro, I ain't going farther out than 10 feet in the water if I'm on the beach. If ain't no sand under my feet, once that shit start hitting my beard, it's a wrap for me. Turn around. Yeah, yes, I'm I'm done because <laughs> you know it's let alone getting in the submarine because one of my nightmares is being in the middle of the ocean and I, I'm able to walk and just look around and it's just all the creatures you've never seen in the ocean. Yeah, I'm terrifying. Good. It's just this yeah. around me. They ain't hostile. They just there, but it's fucking terrifying because it's so massive and <laughs> it like it fuels anxiety for me. So I don't want to be in no fucking submarine seeing this shit. The ocean is uh both. Like you said, terrifying and it's really pretty, and it's so pretty that I can look at it from the beach. So I'll be sitting, be sitting on the beach looking at the ocean, and now we now we we definitely having camera difficulties now. Now I had just had to change my battery. So again, like I said, I have a camera, uh, a Canon. And I have to change my battery out every hour if I record. So I bought a a plug outlet that probably ain't, you know, is not manufacturer approved, but it seemed to have about a six month life on it. My both of them lasted. So when that happens, I got to use my batteries. So the first hour covered that first battery, and the second hour gonna cover my second battery. <laughs> well, it might not be an hour, but this will get me through the rest of the show. And I already ordered another one online because that is the utility of it is too high. Yeah. To not have one because I do streaming with this camera. Yeah. I do my YouTube content with this camera, even though I don't recorded a lot of it, ain't never posted any of it. You know, it's, it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been saying that for three years, but whatever. Um, but yeah, so it is what it is. I know we talked about we were gonna talk about um I wanted to talk about Zion Williamson, but I think we're gonna hold that. I want to hold that one. I, I need I need Red to be there for that one. Before this, did you did you notice she got a tattoo of her of his name on her face? I did see. We did. We we because me and the wife have been talking about this one a lot. And, Bro, we'll and hold she, it. And she recently she got her Twitter account suspended. They they, they she did. Yeah. So, but um, we I need I need I'm a write I'm a write a letter in for next time. Yeah. I won't be able to record next week because my son be here, but. I'm going to write in because y'all need to talk about that one. And I'm going to, or maybe I'll do a voice where I'll do like a call in. Like I'll record my. Oh, my yeah, that'll be cool. On that one. That's what I'll do. That way it can be like, because I got to talk. Listen, like, and then. So anyway, that we're going to put that one aside. Yeah. And in the interest of time, too, because I'm looking, like I said, I'm looking at that timer. But uh, let's talk about let's talk about the Reddit stuff and the AI and okay. and all that real quick on that one. Because when so, you were talking about that one and the last one, I got I get that's my job, so I get excited about it. So you yeah. finna freestyle a lot. It's a question that I want to know in that that you can throw it at the end, or maybe you would have got here organically anyway. Because that's how it should be. You start, always answer the question, motherfucker. Think. Start with a question. <laughs> start with a question, and then we'll we'll go from there. Yeah. So what I want to know is is the decision that Reddit has made to do this a purely selfish financial decision or is there a functional reason why they would take that access away? And within whatever you say, I want to know that at some point in there. So it's yes. The answer to that is yes, both. So 
functionally, yes. You they, the way that so let me so we'll get to that part. Let's start up with like the how APIs work, like application and programming interface. So, AP an API is basically um, like it says an interface where if you're a programmer making like a, a some kind of app and you need to get data from somebody else in order to make your app function, you do what's called an API call. So it calls the API and then pulls the data in. So for something like Reddit, on my phone, I, as a, I use a soon-to-be defunct app unless something changes in the next five days called Apollo. It's by and large the best iOS and iPad OS Reddit client app that's ever been made. One guy made it by himself. Super minimal, blocks ads, all the good stuff, right? All the stuff that you want. So the blocking ads part is one part that's important with this conversation too. So you, you know, his app makes the call to the Reddit API that says basically get these posts that this user has on this thing with the code, and then it pulls it and displays it. So that's kind of how the API works. Mm -hmm. All this stuff's not free. So because anytime you you do that, there's a cost associated with something calling your servers and all this kind of stuff, right? The bandwidth. There's always costs associated with it. So you want to charge. Sometimes you want to charge and monetize. And like at my company, so I work at Microsoft. For people that didn't know, we have APIs available and stuff like that too. Some of them are free and open that we don't charge for, and some of them you start to charge for because it's really expensive to run that kind of stuff for people without you know any kind. There's there's costs. There's overhead costs associated with running a large platform or having a, an API available. So. So yes, sometimes you do want to charge for it, and that's where the motivation comes from, is in order to continue to sustain that that engagement model for that platform. The part where Reddit decided to go sideways on it, though, is the cost that they're trying to charge these developers is far and away out of band from what their expected cost per user is. So like they they make something like 12 cents per month per user reddit does like from like regular just use whether they're viewing ads clicking ads whatever just using the website so 12 cents per person per month is what they make what they're trying to charge the third party developers is basically 30 times that amount per user per like so it ends up basically being like a i think it's like 20 million dollars a year or or something like that that they were ask it basically that these third-party developers would have to pay just to cover what they their expected consumption of the api and that doesn't go for like above and beyond like once you go over there's overage charges all this kind of stuff it's like kind of like minutes like like cell phone minutes in a way um and so that's the part where it's messed up and so what the, the complaint is that like this they say that people are they're basically what they're trying to do is functionally kill the third-party apps to force people to download the first party Reddit app, which also doesn't let you block the ads and otherwise and the promoted posts and all the things that they try to show you for monetization purposes, unless you pay Reddit $7 a month and then they'll take the ads away. So it's like this double, like this, they're trying to, basically they're trying to like, almost like squeeze out, monopolize their own user base. When a lot of the people that use it, that they gain their money from otherwise only access it via the third party app. So a lot of people are, the part of that's part of the protest is like, you know, we're going to leave like we're, you know, if we're not, you know, you're not going to, you know, some people are unreasonable. I think they just want to be able to use everything for free in perpetuity. That's always the thing that we see in the yeah, tech yeah. industry, like especially in gaming too. like people think they bought a game Call of Duty one time five years ago and they should get every single map pack for free for the rest of their life. But like stuff costs money, man. Like, you know, you might not agree with the pricing. You might not agree with how they do it or whatever, but 
you know, things people can't just make things for free. I mean, it costs money, but that's the that's the big part of the the Reddit thing. And the reason why they're charging those amounts is because, or is allegedly, is because they know that people like Microsoft and Apple and Google, like bigger companies, Reddit's because of like these like generative AI models, like the chat bots and stuff. You got to train the AI model using text, like using data. And Reddit, because of how much people talk, the way that people talk, it's very like the internet culture, you know, like the way people type and stuff is very natural. It's very realistic. The way that it's a super valuable data set to train AI models to to be able to do like the chat stuff. You can make the chat bot sound like you're talking to a person on Reddit, basically, which is like people actually think that like maybe at some point, if not already, that Reddit might be actually having bots with AI that like actually have accounts that reply to threads like to make it seem like there's engagement or to like like that type which i think that's a direction that the industry is going to go so it's going to be pretty dangerous in that regard but that's the biggest that's the biggest part of it is like they they know that microsoft can afford the price they know that google can afford that price they know that and they know that those companies want that data they want those data sets to train their ai so they just jack the price up screw over the little guy because they figure they're going to get a bunch of deals, multi-million dollar deals from Google and whoever to be able to sell the data to them instead. And so that's kind of what, what's been going on with it. And, and so to understand further, does that mean that if they leave the API free, that all of those other companies could get that data without having to pay for it? Yep. Bingo. And so they're trying to block. Now, just for anybody who's listening, uh, if you've ever tried to run like a website on your own or install WordPress or like it's several things that I've done to be familiar with APIs because you got to go do a whole bunch of API related shit when you got a WordPress website but you want to integrate a a uh, sales app into it like WooCommerce or mm-hmm. if you want to integrate Facebook into it or if you want to integrate Twitter into you it's a bunch of stuff you can integrate into your website and you gonna they're gonna be asking you for those permissions yep and so that's what you're trying to do when you you're doing that so I I understand what's happening in this conversation I, I imagine this conversation probably lost <laughs> lost it, some people could have yeah I'm sorry about that no but no 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 it's cool because I'm just glad I know what's going on. <laughs> Um, so, so on the one hand, I mean, I guess when your, when your base intention, because there's a way that this could be like a good business decision, but I guess when, if your base intention is to, to, to not have a realistic price point so that everybody stop using those third party apps and then you doing that for the ultimate picture of being able to sell that data that the people are giving to your website to bigger companies, mm-hmm. man, that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, they like everybody up. Yeah, they, they really pissed a lot all the users off. So it's, it's, um, it's messed up. And I think, but see, I think that there is a way that a company could undertake this journey in a way that it doesn't seem so abrupt. And I imagine that the abruptness is because of the speed at which AI technology is progressing, that they don't have the luxury of waiting any longer to do something like this without a ton of their data being extracted while it's free. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably This is probably definitely a big part of it. But, you know, the, I mean, a big part of why people are 
planning on they're deleting their accounts and leaving the site and stuff too is is because of how the CEO has acted about this too. Yeah, like, he's been a dick. Yeah, and that's a, that's the other part is like I think a lot of people would have been willing to at least try the first party app, which I mean I did and it's it's trash. So I'll be probably only using Reddit like on my laptop or you know because like on a browser I can still have my ad blockers installed and whatever like, but um. But even though I mostly accessed it on mobile, but so I won't be on the site as much anymore. I mean, they have a lot of downstream effects that they didn't consider when that are going to occur probably. Um, and this is kind of similar, like how Dig died as a website, mm-hmm. uh, Tumblr. There's some other ones that were pretty popular with like large user bases, and then they started making corporate decisions, and it ended up killing their platform. And like Reddit's probably going to kill their own platform too. Like they just, you know, it's, it's stuff like this, you know, is only going to you know, you know, it, it's a, it's a shame, man. It's just a, it's a shame to see something like this, you know, take that type of a turn. I mean, this dude's talking about how he admires Elon Musk and like what he's done. And I'm like, have y'all seen Twitter? Like, I can't believe there are people that are still like, I got a friend who like still actively uses Twitter. And I'm like, why would you use that, man? Like, it's like, all the legitimacy is gone. Anybody can buy a check mark. Like, you know, it's like a, there's those types of things that kind of like, serve to like erode the platform away that you know over time we're you know short term like you know short term thinking i guess instead of long term thinking i mean that's a that's a pretty common thing i think that we see with with people who are wealthy like we were talking about the submarine too like oh my money can just i got money so i can just you know whatever and it's like no when that website ended up tanking um you know the only only reason why I still have the Apollo app on my phone is I'm holding out to the last day because I'm hopeful that maybe this week, maybe the board will push that dude out and they'll come to a more reasonable uh, arrangement with the app developers and that it'll save it at, toward the end. But it's pretty doubtful. So, you know, the thing that's keeping Twitter alive is its friendliness towards the XXX uh, genre. Which, so there you go. That's what it is. And for the vast, vast majority of users or people, that's not what they're there for. And so functionally it's dead. But like, yeah, they, maybe it has it serves a new purpose. Listen, if being... they take that away, they will lose so many users. Mm-hmm. They will they will lose more. Like it will, it would be dead. Now, I don't know if Musk is aware of that or the people running it are aware of that. But I, you know what? I, it's to me the fact that Elon Musk owned it and he just a big fucking baby with a billion dollars, it mm-hmm. just it's off putting to use that shit. That's why I, I ain't never been Yeah, that's why I, I never been in a Twitter, so it's easy for me to criticize it in that way. Um also it, I shamelessly have the Reddit app on my phone, but the only reason is because when you go to the Safari browser, when you go to the Safari browser and find Reddit shit, this little stupid ass pop up say you want to use it in the app or download, or do you want to continue yeah. here? And sometimes when you hit continue here, it still takes you to the prompt to download the app. Yeah. So, but when the app is on your phone, it just lets you read it on the browser. So I'm like, man, I've got the app on my phone. I don't ever use it. It is a stupid app. It don't work. It's hard to get to your fucking account settings. It's hard to go see what your old posts were. Like, it's a horrible app. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but like, a different range of people like using different type of UIs. You know, I use an electronic health management record, uh, electronic records a system that, you know, simple practice, you got therapy notes, you got Theranest that you can keep up with your client information. I did simple practice and therapy notes at the same time. Therapy notes UI just didn't fit me. 
and like having the options to go to different apps for different people to participate in your system have to be bringing you more money than if you take those options away from people, especially when they've had them for so long. Like you take the pacifier from the baby too early, then you're gonna get a fucked up baby for the next two years. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You gotta yeah. think you gotta do that shit in a different way. And the way that they did it, it's just off-putting the 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 CEO coming out bullshit and it's like, man, fuck, don't nobody wanna hear you, man. Fuck you. Yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy, man. Like, so you know, like they said, the Reddit Premium, I think it's six ninety nine a month. So, I mean, if your app didn't suck, I would pay six ninety nine a month because that's a pretty to to get to not have to see ads. That's a pretty good value prop for me. So, yeah. for example, I pay for YouTube Premium because my son likes to watch a lot of YouTube. I like to consume a lot of YouTube content myself. I don't want to see ads. Twelve ninety nine a month to not have to ever look at an ad on YouTube say less right all they would have to do was say okay if you first party at reddit 6.99 a month but if you're going to use third party third party developers you need to charge your your customers 9.99 or 10.99 a month they would have already had my subscription over and done with i would have double clicked the little face id thing in the app purchase for the iphone signed up for my little ten dollars a month to access my third party reddit app without you know going forward and forgot about it it would have just yeah. added to my budget as another monthly expense that I don't think about that's on autopilot. But instead, they had to do it this way. And now I'm not going to use it at all unless I'm on my laptop, which I only, this is the first time I've opened my personal laptop. Um, I think when I opened it up to, to do the, the podcast today, um, I think there was a website from like May 29th that was open on my, mm-hmm. so they, you know. So either way, they're not going to be getting the same level of monetization from users like me, too, who are going to still probably use it, but just not yeah. as often as I was before because y'all out there wanting to fuck around instead of just well, like running your business in a way that makes sense for everyone. Like it, it just and you'll still max it. You'll still make a ridiculous amount. You'll still make a zillion dollars anyway. Like I don't understand like the the race to the bottom in capitalism, man. It's like. It's crazy. And it's not. It's not that much benefit either from having an account on Reddit if you're not a mod. So you literally can, as long as you remember the name of the subreddits that you go to without saving them and stuff, you can yep. go find everything you're looking for just on a browser without an account. Without an account. Yep, as so, long as it's like I'm, So, yeah. So I'm wanting to close my account and just keep looking at this shit through the browser yep. instead of uh, dealing with. Like for me, I'm a. Oh, another thing that I was going to mention about the submarine situation is that <laughs> I've run across some people who have who been on such a deep humanity kick in the sense of those are people dying. My cousin one of them, but those are people dying. And it's like, I think you have to be a aware of and a staunch um, uh, a staunch critic of capitalism in order to understand why the memes are funny. And why the memes are necessary, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. because uh, those billionaires don't give a fuck when your rent, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? They, your rent do them billionaires. You don't become a billionaire under capitalism without exploitation. Period. Right. You don't. You know, it, it, you you just don't. It, it's way too much money to acquire over a lifetime of doing good work. Capitalism says that a person creates a business. They pay the people under them a fair wage. And the people who consume the product consume it at a fair rate. And you don't become a billionaire if the word fair is applied properly in all of those situations. Right. 
you become a billionaire when fair is not applied to the person who is creating your product and fair is not applied to the people who are consuming your product. That's the only way you become a billionaire. Yep. You take their shares of fairness. Yep. And being a billionaire in itself is a problem because you fuck some people over. But you know what? If billionaires were not likely more closely associated with socio and psychopaths, <laughs> maybe they would have the wherewithal to know that they should all come together and create some kind of humanitarian project to ease the people down below like us to make us feel like they doing something, you know, decent for the world while bullshitting outside of that. Because even the charity shit they do is for their own personal gain. It ain't even to to help the charities. It's because it's a tax write-off. Yep. And so get together and throw in and pay for universal health care for everybody in the United States and then still make their money twice over again in from interest and from other venture capitalism and like but they don't because I think like you said there's a certain level of sociopathy and psychopathy associated with it where you you basically are, are they they actually believe some of the probably the own the narratives and stuff that even the poor people believe and typically it's like it's kind of like the if we want to use conservatives as it was my mom would say the poor white honky trash are out there thinking that they can become a multimillionaire too or that well we can't um we, we can't do that we can't share in the wealth we can't uh do any of this type of stuff and it, to be clear i don't i don't believe in like bernie sanders method of like we should just take their money away and give it to people like that's like if people create something and everything like you should you should be able to get wealthy with your business but people need to be able to pay a fair share of what their of what their tax burden is and otherwise too and like but like the you know it's 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 I just man, it's just what you what you said it was was directly on point, which is like pun intended for the for your name too, about how like exploitation is is a requirement in order to achieve that level, and you know I don't I don't know at what at what point anybody's gonna maybe learn from that. That's what that's what that's what I mean is like the submarine thing, and then kind of like the you know, the Reddit thing. I mean, as much as I like Reddit, you know, I'm low key kind of rooting for it to implode on itself and to, and to fall yeah. apart because, because I want, I don't want it to continue to where these, where these, you know, rich assholes can keep just being rich assholes and making rich asshole decisions and still benefiting from it without consequences. Cause I think that's what the thing is, right? It's like, you have a billion dollars. There's no, really no consequences for anything. They, you know, you just kind of like, so like, yeah, what? Yeah. So, okay. You know, yeah, I paid $250,000 to go to the Titanic because I don't want to pay a million with all them regulations because I can skirt around it because I got a billion dollars. Yeah. Back around and find out. Like, you know, so, but, but yeah. You know, the and, and like you said, if all those billionaires got together and paid for health care, uh, guess who wouldn't be laughing at them when something like this happened? Guess yeah. who would empathize more and sympathize right. with billionaires in an event like that? You know, because they would be doing something that it feels like actually contributes to the world. And again, that's why I say you have to be a staunch critic of capitalism for that, because capitalists are just looking at billionaires as people who are whatever they're doing. It's like they qualify whatever they're doing as something that benefits the world because they got a billion dollars, yeah. not because it actually brings tangible usefulness to the world. Yeah, yeah. Let's put it this way. If that was you and me on that submarine, 
those dudes that were in that submarine now, if it was us instead, would be sitting on a blowing up a gold plated toilet, looking at their phone, laughing at us. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Right. Like, yeah. So. hundred percent. So, except not the nineteen year old kid. I'm not laughing at him. I feel yeah, like me either. Me either. That's, but the memes have been golden. They have. In sure terms of the, the billionaire criticisms and stuff, but there is a level of humanity I value, but there is a line upon which how much I can value your humanity when it doesn't feel like you value humanity in the same way that, that people expect it to you and not getting it from you. It's a line. Yeah. It's a that's, line. That's the only big story I wanted to really talk about today was those two. The Reddit one, just kind of talk through that a little bit and then the the submarine. We're gonna say that Zion one for for another time. So I guess the last thing I'm gonna ask uh, in this conversation is about AI because you did you mentioned that too. Uh, and as AI has come about, I've realized that I've watched shows that have such a deep and a game that have a deep hold in AI, and it's like, can it do? At the time I watched them, I was like, hmm, can AI do this stuff? But now it's like, hey, I can do this stuff. Yeah. One of the shows is, the main show is Person of Interest. Have you ever seen that? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Sh- what's it on? Uh, I think it, what, what have I been watching it on? I think it's on, one, I think it's on one of their free ones. I think it's on like Tubi or something like that, maybe. <laughs> it's free somewhere. Let me put it like that. It's free somewhere if you got a streaming service. Okay. Uh, but it's like five seasons. It got Jimmy Caviezel in it. And I don't know the other actor name. It got some solid acts. It got Taraji in it for a while. Okay. And it's essentially this guy. Look, it's a good show. So I'm not going to spoil what's happening in the show. But I suggest anybody who is interested in just kind of like a fantasized version of what AI look like. Essentially, this guy and his partner created a machine. They call it the machine in the show. And it was really, really good at detecting crime. But the government wanted this machine. and But the government didn't want it because it detected regular crime. The government wanted it because it detected acts of terror very well. They didn't care about regular crime. But by the time they finished the machine project, it was so good at detecting regular crime that they could not in good faith sell it to the government for to, to gain money. So he sold it for a dollar. And what happened is because the reason that he sold it for a dollar because they didn't in good faith didn't want the machine to be what it was it was he programmed it to send a social security number every night of somebody that was going to be involved in a crime and you don't know if it's the victim of the crime or the perpetrator of the crime and so he hired Jimmy Caviezel as muscle to do recon on this social security number person to determine if they are the victim or if they are the the perpetrator. And eventually what happens over the show is the machine essentially becomes more and more and more and more sentient and starts making its own decisions throughout the show to where at the beginning, the pawns in the show are the machines to it transitioning to the pawns in the show being humans. And that's all I'll say about it. But it is a good ass journey. It's the first time you go. One of the first times you're gonna see Winston Duke too. Uh, 
He played a good ass fucking role in that show. When I tell you, when I saw him in that show and the role he played and how he played it, I was like, I want to see this dude again in the fucking future. But I suggest you watch that show. Another one is Travelers. I don't know if you heard of Travelers, but it got the dude that played in Will and Grace in it. Essentially, and this is the last one I'm going to explain. In the future, far future, we like talking about thousands of years in the future, the world is desolate. It's about to be fucked up. What they learned how to do technology-wise is to send people back in time through consciousness. So they sent the consciousness of people in that future to the present to figure out basically the canon event that made the earth desolate then. And they're trying to fix it. Now, the way that they do this with time travel is different because what they did was they have a record of everybody who died and when. And so in order to impact the timeline as little as possible, they sent the consciousness into somebody who was about to otherwise die at that moment. The problem is that far future didn't have intricate details about the present. And so one person they sent back in the body of a high school kid. So he had parents and shit. So he couldn't just go do shit when they was asking him to. A one woman was a very weak, docile housewife to a police officer. But the person that they sent her consciousness into was the muscle and enforcer. You know, so she went from getting her ass whooped by her husband to throwing his ass all around the room. They had one person that was mute. She didn't, she couldn't speak. And so when they sent her into her, she not only could speak, but she was the doctor of the group. And then the main character, he was in the middle of a, of a relationship, uh, of, a, of a, a dead relationship with his wife. But the personality of the dude that sent back, he just became a new person to her. And she was, it just turned into a like marriage situation. And so the essence of the show is, one, we came back in time, Oh, one of them was addicted to drugs, the memory person. So one person, his task, since he was born, his only task was to remember details about Earth at the time they're going back. So he knows everything, but he came back into a, a, a drug-addicted person. Now, you find all this stuff out in the first episode, so it ain't no spoilers for the future of the show. But the whole essence of it is an AI is what calculated all of these things coming back. And not only that, but some people who disagree with the existence of AI at that time in the future have factions that also send themselves back into the consciousness of other people. And sometimes sleeper agents who've been pretended, but sometimes it's just, just taking over a body and start fighting your ass immediately. That is a good ass show. But man, those two shows are really good representations of like the complexity of what AI could look like in the worst case scenarios. And it don't seem like that can't happen. So, also Horizon Zero Dawn. I ain't gonna spoil it because Colin. Had, but if you have been, if you have the wherewithal to play Horizon Zero Dawn, you have a PlayStation. When I tell you like the the shit that just unfolded in this story for me tonight, when I tell you I want to talk about this shit to some motherfucking body like a motherfucker, it is know, it's a good. It. It's a good. It's a good outcome. You don't find out to look. You don't find out till late, late in the game. But your suspicions are probably going to be reasonable enough. But when it when you find out what's actually going on and how much that writing enhances on what those suspicions are, I'm like, bro, this was this is a good at this. That's the kind of shit that get me when I be like, bro, this is a good ass game, you yeah. know. 
So, but yeah, I would just, so I just gave all that shit. But the question is, and then we can be done. What, where do you think AI is realistically going to go? And do you think that it's possible to put in stop gaps to keep it from becoming the thing that TV has always said it can become? TV done made us believe that like, there is no way to, for humans to stop something once the ball is rolling on it, it starts. Bec- it just gets to be a bigger, bigger ball, and at some point, humanity ain't gonna be able to stand in front of it to stop it. Do you see it as being that, or is that just kind of? Because everybody thought Y2K, everybody thought all the fuck power was gonna go out, goddamn. Yeah. Yeah. In 2000, and it didn't happen. So, what do you think about that notion? And then we'll we'll wrap it at that. So, as somebody who full disclosure to the people listening, like. I'm I'm not an I'm not a software engineer or anything, but I'm a I work at like I said, I work at Microsoft, I work in technology. Um and the teams that I do support work with the AI and machine learning every day. So this is a this is an area that um I've become pretty familiar with. Um and um you know it's uh something that I'm actually pretty passionate about myself as a tech nerd and all that kind of stuff. So areas that I think if it, i think it's uh, I don't know, you know, like, I think it's it's got a lot of potential to do a lot of good, actually. Um, I think that uh, it also has a lot of potential to do some bad in the world, too. Um, I think you're going to start to see it. Uh, I think the first area we're going to see, we're going to see this thing stress test, uh, stress tested uh, is going to be in, let's see, the presidential election is is that next year? Is the is the primaries and elections not this year, right? The general election, or is mm-hmm. it? No, it's next year, right? It's yeah. next year, yeah. I think that's where we're going to see it first. Um, the the you know Chat GPT. Everybody thinks Chat GPT is the only thing. Um, the model is also is called uh, it, the model itself is GPT as the generative large language model. Um, Chat GPT is just the chat uh, application of that model. You can use the GPT model in a lot of different ways, like. Uh, we have other tech where you can use it to help, you know, drafts emails for you, like all sorts of things that it can do where you buy it with language. And so specifically a language model. Um, but um, that's where I think we're going to see it stress tested for the first time because it's very, very good. Um, I don't know. Do you have a, you have an Android phone or an iPhone? I have an iPhone. I was going to get an Android yesterday, but it didn't work out the way I wanted to. <laughs> So welcome to the welcome to the club because that's that's yeah you know I've had an iPhone for a long time. <laughs> you can go on the App Store right now. Um, there's the ChatGPT app is available for free um, from OpenAI, which is the company that's the main company with like a lot of this stuff. There's some imitators and pretenders out there, but OpenAI is the official one. Um, and you can just get in there and play with it, man. So you can see like I encourage anybody listening to if you if you have an iPhone. I don't know if they have an Android app yet for sure, um, but if you have it, download it and play with it um just get in there and ask it questions talk to it literally that's weird how it's like you think you're talking to a person um and what's super weird is like getting answers back so quickly um so like we were sitting i was sitting around and um let's see i was uh give you an example of how good this thing is you know it's just a sports thing so i know that on point said in the last episode not real big on sports but i was watching i was watching the nba finals and they were talking about Jamal Murray, who's a player on the Denver Nuggets, and like his three-point shooting. And I was thinking, hmm, I'm just curious, because they were like going on and on, like how great, oh my God, his three-point shooting, his three-point shooting. So we all know Stephen Curry is the best shooter of all time, is what they say. What, it's true. It's in the, it's in the stats. Mm-hmm. 
So I was curious. So I went to ChatGPT and I said, hey, on average, how many more points does Stephen Curry score per three-point attempt than Jamal Murray? Just wanted to know. Like, because if Steph's percentage is better, and I could sit here and do this math myself and come up with an equation and try to plug some numbers in and, like, have to go and find the stats online. But this thing within five seconds was already typing out a long answer about how, well, you know, well it said at first, up until September 2021, my data is, is, is cut off, so I can't really give you a good answer. You might need to research it on your own. So I responded back and I said, oh, hey, clarification, just give me that number up to your knowledge cutoff. I don't care about 2022 and 2023. Just tell me what you do know. And so it comes to find out and it immediately spits out that uh, Stephen Curry scores on average 1.2 points per attempt more than Jamal Murray, which actually totaled to uh, 4.1 points per attempt compared to 2.9 for Jamal Murray, meaning that Stephen Curry actually, when he shoots a three-point shot, it's actually technically worth four points in advanced statistics versus three because of how, the rate at which he makes them because he's so good at this. That's the kind of stuff that is so powerful at, which is mm. super deep information, you know, being able to compile a bunch of information it's already trained on and then be able to do like advanced reasoning and stuff like that, that can kind of help you with research. Those are the areas where I think that as long as the source content is accurate, and that's the biggest problem with the two right now, is like there's a lawyer that got disbarred because he had it like write briefs for him and then it cited a bunch of cases that didn't exist and then he didn't check and then he lost his license. So, which is also stupid because if you ask it a legal question, the first thing it tells you is like, I'm not a lawyer, I'm just an AI, you need to check with a lawyer. Like it literally is like the first thing it tells you every single time. ChatGPT so, has also been taking ownership of things that we know it doesn't own, like of books and like because yeah. people have been testing it. So it's like, what is it doing this stuff for? You know, I don't I don't know, but maybe we'll never know. Maybe it's like the question I've been asking, a question that I've been and I don't this is probably I don't know if this is this ain't a lateral move, but a question I've been asking about dreams because I dream a lot is did dreams used to be more clear? to where you knew exactly what was happening when you were asleep and over time we've lost that and diminished or was dreaming not even the thing back in the day and for some reason at this point the what we have in dreams is the furthest we get the fact that some people can remember them the fact that some people can't remember them the fact that some people have like very detailed dreams about you know accurate stuff and some people have fantasy ones i was wondering that and it's like maybe dreams are just the side effect of a whole bunch of random chemicals inside of you going on at the same time and trying to figure it out. And it made me wonder what are the side effects of the composition of the algorithms that could come out of, of stuff like AI and chat GPT, because being shit was a psychopath. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like the being thing, I guess they didn't have the algorithm properly. Like, and I guess that ha that's going to happen in capitalism when you are trying to catch up with somebody else faster than, you know, what you may yeah. have put in the effort to do. And so I'm sure being shit going to be like phenomenal at some point. But it was so unpredictable of what responses it was going to give. And it was giving emotional responses and things like that. And just a host of other little weird stuff. It's like a part of me feels like because of seeing some of the inconsistencies with chat GPT taking ownership and creating cases and stuff that ain't real yeah. and how the being early one was just 
like because when the people created they was like okay this algorithm is fine and hit enter and it just came out weird i feel like algorithms can exist in ways that conflict with what the user intends and in the worst case scenario it, it your ai seem emotional you know in, in another scenario the a side effect is that your ai be like oh, you know what i don't fuck with y'all humans Y'all be murdering each other, you know, and then that yeah. turns into this AI about to start making decisions about how to lock people out of the, the whole uh, network of, of, you know, some Ultron type shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's where, like you're talking about, like what it can do good and bad. Like that's where, like, like you're saying, like we got to probably it can't be a race to the bottom like it is with capitalism. Like we got to we got to put up some some boundaries on like, you know. Like AI should never be deployed in like military weapon systems. It should probably never be deployed in, you know, maybe not necessarily in the medical field. You know, in certain certain uh, applications. Like there are areas that we have to decide that like, hey, it's not a tool to be used in that space type of thing. Um, but like I, you know, I I tell people all the time. I think so. Here's what I, here's what I honestly think. Here's my honest honest opinion about all this, and it's kind of like large large level like big picture, but. I think that the, this whole AI era is tantamount to uh, the 1940s, maybe 40s, 50s, like the space race. Um, I think that it has an opportunity to actually save humanity um, because the it's going to require for it to be for us to be able to get it to where where we potentially want it. When I say us, I mean like people who are trying to do good in the world overall, whether you're a nonprofit person or working at a corporation trying to do things responsibly. What it's going to require from us is like the space race where our entire nation refocused our education efforts on science, technology, engineering, mathematics, and STEM. Because it, you have to have people that work on that stuff and build that stuff and do it in order to make sure you can take it to where it needs to get to. And I think for people like you and me, you know, particular. I'll say me in particular because I have a child, and it's our generation in particular too, millennial, because we existed before the internet. We watched the internet come about. We grew with the internet. We made the internet. Is what I tell people. Memes, everything, everything good about the internet is us. It wasn't boomers, it wasn't Gen X, and it's not the new kids that are just doing TikTok and Fortnite dances for you know for likes on TikTok, like. We were the ones who went from that dial-up internet when there was no internet and then built it to what it was and created message boards and kind of like created the, all the propagating our culture, like this internet or digital culture, you know, around the world was our generation. And so we've seen both the good and the bad of what all this can do. The good, you know, all this stuff, right? Smartphones, all sorts of great stuff. The bad, Trump coming to election because of misinformation and social media being weaponized and a lot of other things. And I think if we now now we're in another inflection point with this AI stuff, like imagine being able to deploy an AI algorithm in like a renewable energy power plant that actually can work in your home, for example, that can automatically be able to detect the different types of electronic loads that you run in and stuff like that. It knows that you're about to do your laundry so it can redivert power towards that and, and turn it off elsewhere to help you save on your bill, which reduces your carbon footprint, blah, 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 right? All these things that it can be applied for to possibly do. But we're not going to be able to get there without people learning how to do this stuff, learning how to make it, learning how to secure it, and then getting into those careers over time. And I think that our generation of people, if we take this as a point of saying like, hey, for kids, 
make sure you're studying this stuff in school. Make sure that we're like really leaning in on understanding it, being able to use it the right way so that the next generation is a bunch of folks who are smart on this stuff and capable of doing it and then have like that altruistic kind of like personality and wanting to do the right thing. That's where we can take it in a direction that I think can actually save this place. Maybe maybe actually start to maybe reverse some climate change and some of that other stuff. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? And then, you know, you, but there's going to be some bad guys too, man. Like, I guarantee you Facebook and everywhere else is going to be loaded with chat GPT generated comments and otherwise on stuff when the election cycle spins up, guaranteed. And they're going to be trying to influence people and everything else. And that's also where that education comes in, educating ourselves and our kids on what is this and how does it work and what does it look like? How is it deployed? All that kind of stuff. So that when you're online and, you know, your parents say, do you see this thing that Joe Biden did? I can't believe this shit. And they send it to you. And you'll be able to look at it and be able to tell, like, I don't know if that was legit. And 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 looks like like maybe it was something with AI or looks like that they are possibly using that or just being able to recognize it being used like that so that we can kind of like stay ahead of it. So it's right. only going to be as good or bad as we make it for now. It's yeah. not like it can become self-aware like Skynet and Terminator. So yeah. let me tell you how I've been processing what you've been saying, because my brain been working it this whole time. And I'm just going to give people what I think about this at the end. First, it made me think about like the difference between Iron, uh, Tony Stark when he created Iron Man Mark One. Like people who have the knowledge yeah. to create a solid system is, is probably going to be where the best work is done versus when you got Obadiah who said, hey, how dare he have something like that? I want one. And that yeah. kind of motivation is going to lead to something that has unintended consequences. Now, that took me to the thought of, well, fuck. Tony Stark also created Ultron with mm. very good intention for the world without understanding the, the power that he was wielding when he was creating Ultron and how that power could become what it became. And then that moved over into me having to take a more realistic approach. So I'll say this, anybody who is on the fence about AI, don't look at AI as this one big massive thing that can happen to the world. Look at it as a lot of little individual isolated possibilities for people in all of these different fields and all of these different genres to be more efficient. You know, yeah. so when you got people who are, are, are weather chasers and working for the weather channel, they'll be using it to help climate change. The people who yep. are responsibly working in the oceans, they'll like the knowledge that it can give us is just faster. It's like, yeah, cause we can go look up encyclopedias, you know, that clearly that shit outdated, but you know, go look on Google. You could do years worth of research and get all of that information much, much faster on chat GPT. So the question becomes, can chat GPT become a reliable enough resource that we can depend on the information that it gives us to do human shit with. Yep. I think that's the best place that ChatGPT can be. Totally it can agree. be an ally to humanity, a tool. not an adversary to humanity. Tool. Yep. Yeah. Very, very powerful tool is what I, is what I hope yeah. that it will become and what it can become if we do it right. And doing it right includes all that stuff I said about, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, your kid's not going to be no influencer for, you know, driving lifted trucks around, like make sure they study in math in, in school and like yeah. maybe take a computer science class. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
that said, man, look, I appreciate your time and your energy. Yeah. It's a good ass conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah. For your lady, I'm gonna say her name on here, but if she been waiting for you for these three hours, you know, apologize <laughs> for me for that. <laughs> you know, yeah. but uh, I appreciate your time and energy, man. Any any final thoughts for the people? No, that's it, man. Like y'all write in, Michael. Every you know, if you if you heard something that you like, write in there. You know, I'll be back on now that I'm back. I'm, I got some little bit. I got a new my new job at work. Like I said, I'm working on this AI stuff, but I got more like my routine is better, so I'm gonna be listening on a more regular basis, trying to write in because that's one thing I always enjoy was hearing getting a listener letter, and then we kind of like the listeners we'd be writing back and forth to each other. So yeah, I try to get back into that too and. You know, we'll try to try to keep jumping in on here every once in a while, every couple of months or so. So that's what's up. Every few months. But that's it, man. Appreciate it. All right. Well, uh, until we kind of next conversation, we out, y'all. And holla, as you say. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I knew you were gonna do it. That's why. <laughs> All right, I gotta finish it right. I man. appreciate you, man.